Warning, this podcast may contain explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Noisemaker Podcast, where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else. We are your number one spot for discovering all new music, get to know artists, understand what drives them, and hear from some of their top tracks. Join me, your host, Rocky Ferenberg, as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to, be a staple for the independent musician. Now... Let's make some noise. And sniffing daisies Being lazy Living a dream Just falling in place Forgetting everybody I want you You wanna be there I wish we could meet In the middle somewhere I don't care As long as it's with you Change as they grow, and I'm just getting old. We can stay like this till the last light flickers on, but baby, the street lights are signed. We ought to be headed home. Away, away, away. No way, Jose, Ole. Stay and play, oh no way. Hip 
Welcome back. This is episode 19 of the Noisemaker Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're returning, then thank you. If you like what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, and rate us with a five-star review. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. On the Facebook page, we have pinned a post that will allow you to subscribe to the newsletter will be easier to stay up to date with bands and what's been going on with uh, the artists that have been on the program. We're also working on a Patreon subscription service with some added content and bonuses, so stay tuned for that. This is the Noisemaker Podcast, where we help you with that horrible problem that we all face. We're to find new and original music. On the line with me is Dylan and Austin from Tapwater Shrimp. How y'all doing? Great. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Like like we were talking about before the show, just just tired and feeling old, you know. <laughs> so let's dive right in here. Who who is Tapwater Shrimp? And basically introduce the band. Tell us what instruments everyone plays, and possibly what, if anything, everybody does behind the scenes to make the band run. Uh, so uh, I'm Dylan. I play bass. Our We've got a drummer named Sam, a lead guitar player named Larry, and then Austin is the uh, singer and also plays guitar. Dylan also takes care of all of our booking and recording, but he's being modest and doesn't want to say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes sometimes you got these uh, members of the band that they do so much for the band and, and really make everything happen, but you know don't necessarily want all the all, all the credit for it, you know. Oh yeah, he does it all. <laughs> no, a one man show there. Oh yeah. <laughs> if you could do if you had that uh that little contraption that Weird Al had when he first came out, you could just basically be the whole band. <laughs> With the exception <laughs> voice is kind of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh I I was reading some articles uh on you guys and uh in one of the articles I read that um you guys were like supposed to be a folk band. So do you want to tell me a little bit about how that evolution came from the idea that you had into 
the genre that you have today, which I think I read somewhere that one of the classifications you guys used was uh, campfire punk, or I don't know where I read that, but that, that idea stuck in my head because I thought that genre sounded really fun. Well, uh, way back when, a few years ago, Dylan and I lived together. and I just always did a lot of the acoustic stuff, and he was helping me record and playing bass on them and whatnot. And we decided to start up a band, but then my uh, acoustic guitar broke, so I had to play an electric. And it turns out we were all pretty bad, so we figured if we sped it up and turned into more of a punk band, we wouldn't sound as bad. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it might be it might be uh, uh, hidden within the other the other uh, uh, punk bands of similar <laughs> <laughs> similar style. <laughs> Yeah, the um, uh, the name Tap Water Shrimp was uh, really intriguing whenever we very first started uh, uh, communicating, and I was that's kind of what I initially thought was Tap Water Shrimp. I got to find out what exactly these guys are doing, you know, um, what you know what's going on beneath the surface. So, what where did the name Tap Water Shrimp come from? Um, it's a very boring story, actually. I mean, I, I've been racking my brain for the last couple of years trying to think of a lie to tell when people <laughs> ask that. But really, uh, Dylan and I just got some of that uh, cocktail shrimp from a local grocery store and thawed it out under some tap water. And Somebody just said, tap water shrimp, it's the most boring story ever. <laughs> i tell you that. But <laughs> it just kind of sucked. It was a working title at first until we found something better, but we never thought of anything. <laughs> <laughs> we never found something better. <laughs> it, it's really funny. Names and uh, ideas, it's far more common than people even begin to think. It, it, they just Something just strikes the curiosity, and people kind of adapt it, and then before you know it, it just becomes a, a permanent thing. I mean, we kind of, one of the bands I played in was called This Awkward Moment. And so that band, that band name just, you know, once again, it just stuck. You know what I mean? It, it was kind of like, well, what do you guys think of this? And nobody really cared, you know, so it just kind of became a thing. <laughs> the exact same story for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So uh, the pronunciation, I might get wrong. I, sh I should have sat here and looked it up, but uh, it's Sioux City is where you guys are at, right? Yep. Well, how's the music scene in Sioux City and how do you, th how does it compare to the rest of uh, Iowa? Um. I'd say the Sioux City music scene's pretty good right now. Uh, it kind of ebbs and flows. Like when we were in high school, uh, it seemed like everybody was in like a Christian deathcore band. <laughs> um, now there's a lot more like Indian punk acts happening. Uh, there's a really cool house venue here called The Ox, and then this dive bar, Whiskey Dicks, that we play at a lot. Um, as far as how it stacks up to everywhere else, like every city is sort of its own animal. I don't know if I'd claim we're, we're better than or worse than anybody. Um, <clears throat> we did play this uh, spot in Grand Forks, North Dakota called Ohada Records that uh, it's like a record store, venue, and a hot dog shop. <laughs> Add some of that to Sioux City. I feel like it'd be an improvement, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, uh, record 
store, venue, and hot dog shop. I certainly have to remember that because you can't make this stuff up. Oh, it's heaven. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Well, the, uh, the first song that we heard at the top of the show was Cats and Cherries. Do you mind giving us a little bit of background or history on, uh, what Cats and Cherries is about? Uh, have you ever seen, uh, the wedding singer? Yes. You know, the deal when he, uh, that somebody kill me song that he sings. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to recall. Uh, I've only seen it a handful of times. My wife actually loves the movie. So I'm surprised I don't have it memorized by now, but, um, no, I'm not recalling that part. Uh, well, he says a deal where he wrote one half of the song when he was with a lady and one half when he was without. So it's that sort of deal. But it was like a toxic relationship and then a good one after that. I wrote the song. I finished them two separate times in life and it kind of came out like that. So so Cats and Cherries is a like a contrast song between uh, a good and bad relationship. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, was it a... Um was it supposed to be kind of like a, a two-parter song, kind of like a, like a brain stew and jaded, or was it just uh, like you wrote one half and then you wrote the other half later? Yeah, I just wrote one half and then I was sitting on it forever, and then I just wrote the other half later on when I was in a better mood. <laughs> Great. So the next song, the song we're about ready to hear, is Miss Misunderstanding. So do you want to kind of do the same thing with this song? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm starting to feel like all of our songs are just kind of sappy, sad love songs, but (laughs) that's just another one. It's like pretty much just wanting somebody you can't have type situation. I can't even remember why it was written. I think I wrote it in the hotel room in about five minutes. So it all kind of came out. There's not too much of a deeper meaning to it. I wish I had one though, but I'll start like thinking up some stories for you. <laughs> That's super funny. All right, well, this is going to be Miss Misunderstanding by Tapwater Shrimp. Sidewalk, punctured along so you get me 
you play guitar like me? Hey y'all, this is Rocky Fernberg from the Noisemaker Podcast, and I wanted to tell you all about warming guitars. We all know that tone is the soul of the guitar, and pickups create that perfect sound. Still, the price of pickups can really break the bank. These guys at Warming Guitars crank out some rad pickups at an affordable price. I have been a boutique pickups guy my whole life. However, I find that the tone I pull out of Warman's pickups is comparable to top manufacturers without the outrageous markup. I endorse Warman Guitars as a common sense alternative to pickups, and right now, Warman Guitars is offering exclusively to my listeners 20% off. That's right, when you go to warmingguitars.co.uk and enter Noisemaker20 at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your purchase. These pickups are already ridiculously affordable, and yet, Warman wants to offer the listeners of the Noisemaker podcast an additional 20% off by entering Noisemaker20 at checkout. So take a minute and visit my friends over at warmingguitars.co.uk and pick up your 20% off when you use Noisemaker20 at checkout. Warming Guitars, a new heritage. So we're back with Dylan and Austin from Tapwater Shrimp. I, like I said, I was reading in articles uh, that, you know, kind of about you guys prepping for the show. And I read that um, you, Dylan, said that you thought uh, competition in the music scene was silly. And many would say that competition is, isn't silly, but rather it's healthy. So can you explain your thoughts a little bit more on competition? Yeah. Um, so we did a uh, battle of the bands like a year and a half ago, and it was with like a bunch of local bands that we had uh, played with up till that point. And we were like friends with them, and like there was like the weird tension to it, and that was fine. It was whatever, you know. Everybody maybe played harder, but then after the show, you know, it's like the band that doesn't win. People will come up and be like oh, man, you should have won. You're so much better than that other band, and that's annoying. And then if you do win, everybody will, like, you know, kind of talk shit about you for winning. And I don't know. I'd just rather play the shows and have fun. Like, that that's sort of where I, where I come from on that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, second that. Some, some of the battles of the bands that we've been in before, uh, very much a similar idea is that, you know, you get a lot of people that are also fake. They'll be, they'll congratulate the band, and then once they walk away, they'll, yeah, talk shit about them behind their back. Which is, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, that's certainly true. Let's let's kind of look at what the writing process looks like for you guys. So you want to walk me through what what the writing process looks like for Tap Water Shrimp? Um, a lot of times, sitting around with a beer or a cup of whiskey and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guitar and just writing stuff and then i bring it to the group they all put their spin on it but a lot recently we've just been hanging out in our little practice space and we just start jamming on stuff and leave it to dylan to kind of interpret my psychotic vision on things i'm not good at explaining anything uh the easiest way to explain the uh our like first three releases is all those songs started out as like slower singer songwriter songs 
and then he'd take it to the group and have a finished product and be like, that sounds great, but what if we played it faster? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, that, that's been most of the, uh, most of like the first few releases have kind of gone that way with the exception of, uh, Toodaloo off our first demo. That was the first time that we, uh, just sort of like the first time that the instrumental came before the lyrics. And, um, that was kind of a funny situation. Cause didn't you just write? those lyrics like you were in the shower and had to jump out and write everything <laughs> <laughs> and those are uh, those are some of my favorite lyrics in any any song we have it's, there's some like ridiculous thing about a multicolored pen and <laughs> just some some real goofy stuff you know it, it's it's amazing how many people i've had on the show that talk about being inspired why they're in the shower so it's 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 really crazy that that's such a universal spot for people to to get. I, I mean, it's come to the point where I'm actually considering getting a dry erase board in my shower. <laughs> well, I'm a pop star in the shower, you know. You <laughs> with like a, like a oneness with when you started your life, you know? Because when you're in the womb, you're like, <laughs> But when you're surrounded by water again, you're just like, oh, I'm going to write a song. I mean, I don't know how exactly that works. <laughs> yeah, it's that deep. And that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you guys seem to be pretty, um, pretty, you know, proud of kind of that unpolished recording style. Uh, you guys even stated that uh, it, it's very iconic of many punk bands over time. Um, is this a theme that you guys think you're going to continue with in the future or, or is this m merely because you guys are recording in basements and stuff? Um, I guess the easiest answer for that is, uh, after you go to a really nice studio and put out a very, very polished recording, you can't revert back to self-recorded after that because people will be like well what the what the hell your old stuff sounded better <laughs> it, it's kind of expensive to go to a studio and like i already have all the microphones and like for the most part you can hear what everyone's doing so probably stick with this for a while longer i'd think uh but it's not necessarily for st a stylistic choice no we'll, we'll pass it off that way if, if no <laughs> Wait, wait, yeah, we'll just check whichever answer sounds better. Yep. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and describe to me what you think the pros and cons of wearing a seatbelt are. Pros and cons. Um, the pros of wearing a seatbelt. If you crash, you may not fly out the windshield. The con, if the cops pull you over and you have something in your car, it's a lot harder to run. <laughs> <laughs> i actually thought i actually thought you were gonna say pros uh if you get into an accident you may or may not fly out the window cons if you get into an accident you may or may not fly out the window <laughs> yeah i was gonna say in the pros column but the pros for wearing a seatbelt i guess are the crashing like you won't fly out the window the cons though are like less style points when you do crash <laughs> uh, I I have a feeling that you would be a um a, a really bad crime scene uh, investigator. Probably. 
So the next song we have coming up is going to be sober enough uh, to cry about it. You want to go ahead and uh, give us the rundown on this track? It almost didn't exist. Yeah, that song. <laughs> um, we played that when we first started, when we were kind of a folk group, and we put it on the back burner. But I guess writing it, I was hanging out with a bunch of sad drunk, and I too was a sad drunk at the time. So now just you're about happy drunk. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, at least I say I am. But, <laughs> you know, uh, just about drinking excessively and never going to sleep until the sun's rising. Just kind of worrying that you're fucking up your life and all that. But I don't think it has. So I guess it's a happy story. <laughs> so, so cheers to that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another situation where we just took that slow song and sped it up and changed it up a little bit. I think people like it, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is gonna be sober enough to cry about it by Tapwater Shrimp. I watched the sunrise on the weekends. I made the mistake of drinking a lot again. I feel I'll throw up, I'll just pass out oh, oh, oh. I made the mistake of being alone again Well I'm out here on the pavement With 40 ounces of beer Gave to me by a stranger In someone's basement and I I stumbled drunkenly to the sidewalk Where I wrote this song It makes no sense has no meaning at all But it goes like I watched the sunrise on the weekends I made the mistake of Drinking alone again I feel I'm throwing I just pass out oh, oh, oh. I made the mistake of There's no one there waiting for me And I, I peek through the clock and it's 4.15 And I can't sleep, my fridge has a lack of food But plenty of beer, plenty for me, I mean That's fine, waiting for the moment for someone to call Friends to arrive Sometimes And I wonder why Watch the sunrise On the weekends I made the mistake of Drinking alone again I feel I'll throw up Or just pass out 
made the mistake of being alone again. Are you looking for a professional screen printer? Ghost Town Hardware has high quality staff to accommodate all your screen printing needs. Are you in a band, on a sports team, or looking for a company t-shirts? Whatever it may be, Ghost Town Hardware provides skilled professionals that will complete the job on time. Ghost Town Hardware strives to provide the best product at the perfect price. I have personally used Ghost Town Hardware several times in the past. Not only did my band repeatedly purchase shirts, stickers, and more, but I also used Ghost Town Hardware to provide attire for my event staff. I have been treated fairly and with respect, which is not something everyone can say. Right now, for new clients, Ghost Town Hardware is offering 60% off all setup fees when you use the promo code NOISEMAKER60. Once again, Ghost Town Hardware is taking over half of the setup fee price off for new clients when you use NOISEMAKER60. To redeem your 60% off setup fees, just email josh at gthardware at gmail.com. That's G-T-H-A-R-D-W-E-A-R at gmail.com. Or you can call at 208-731-3566. Again, that's 208-731-3566. And use the promo code NOISEMAKER60 to get 60% off your setup fees. Ghost Town Hardware. Quality over quantity. Some restrictions may apply. So we're back with Dylan and Austin from Tapwater Shrimp, and we're just rolling through these questions here. So got a couple more for you guys before we let you go. Uh, you had a collaboration on, I believe it was your latest uh, uh, album with a, another rapper from the same area. Um, but this was different from, this wasn't like a regular collaboration that people would think of when, when they hear this. It was a, more like an album split. So you staggered your songs and the rapper songs. Um, but you know, how was this idea brought to life? Because this wasn't something that people would normally think to, to do this way. And why did you pick uh, a, a rapper to mix up with your punk sound? Um, well, Rev's a really good friend of ours. Uh, me and him actually used to do some local booking here together. And I don't exactly remember the conversation that led to the split. But it was this thing that was talked about for probably a solid year before we even started recording any of it. Um, I guess as far as the the reason uh, for doing the split with Rev as opposed to doing it with another band is a lot of our uh, a lot of our friends in local bands were either not ready to record at that time or um they were already putting out their own full lengths and with rev he uh he had a he put out a full length back in like 2016 but hadn't released anything since then and i personally just really like him as a rapper so i figured if you know if we're like oh let's do this together then i get to hear more rev songs and (laughs) there's a little bit of an excuse to get some more content i guess (laughs) oh deal if we were to do a a split with a another band in our genre locally, I mean they were probably already fans of ours anyways. If we're in the same vein, yeah, so really. if we're doing a split with 
the rapper, we can reach a whole new audience. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Do you think that it is egotistical for bands and artists to compulsively listen to their own music? Mm, yes and no. It's like the, <laughs> the, the Donald Glover stand-up where it's like the only thing that you can do that you aren't supposed to appreciate it. <laughs> the joke about like working at a subway, but then when you go home and make a sandwich, nobody's like, "Oh, getting a little conceited," you know. <laughs> I haven't seen that Danny Glover stand-up, but I'm a big stand-up fan, so maybe I might have to go check that out now. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I don't know personally, especially since like I do the recording and mixing. After we put something out in the world, I almost never want to hear it again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like. It'll be cool if we're, you know, somewhere and somebody throws it on. and it, It's kind of cool to hear the mix on, like, a new set of speakers or something. But, um, I don't know, after having to listen to it, like, a hundred times to make sure that it it sounds okay for what it is, I'm, I'm usually ready to move on and listen to something. Else. <laughs> it's just time to bury this and, yeah, move on, move on to something else. So here's here's kind of a a, a question about the, the the music scene today versus uh you know previously it with the exponential growth and expansion of the internet do you think that it's better or worse to be a musician today? Uh, I mean both again. Uh, it's a lot better. It's a lot easier to get your shit out. Dude. Yeah, you have an audience immediately now. But also, everybody also has that platform. I think it's kind of beneficial the way things are structured now. Um, It's a lot easier for you to find, like, some of your favorite bands that are just, like, in your region or smaller. Like, you can just go on Bandcamp, type in your state and the genre you like, and you'll find some of your favorite bands, which, you know... 20 years ago wasn't an option you sort of had to rely on like radio stations and stuff but i don't know it's sort of weird too because with the internet still being as young as it is like that'll probably end up getting fucked up soon anyway and we'll have to <laughs> it <all> again <laughs> and with booking shows and stuff yeah, book, i don't even know how yeah. to feel about that but <laughs> booking shows is like i never had to book shows without the internet but i think i would be terrible at it <laughs> anywhere we've ever played has just been me like either messaging somebody on facebook or like emailing a venue or something literally i think i used my phone once to call a venue and ask what time we were supposed to be there but otherwise everything we've ever done has been through <laughs> yeah i was about to say last thing you want to do is be trying to book a tour through uh the u.s postal mail yeah, right. <laughs> that would not be good. Definitely not. We're going to put our next one through carrier pigeons. Uh, <laughs> well, I did hear, too, that, like, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but I guess, like, a bunch of Sioux City bands in, like, the late 90s, there was just this one guy that knew, like, a line of venues from here to, like, Los Angeles, and any time a local band would want to go on tour, he would just call and book them at those same venues all the way to like LA and back. Huh. So if we had that option, that would be cool. Cause then I wouldn't have to do anything, but 
otherwise, like trying to book my trying to book it like by ourselves, I'd say the internet is uh, is a big help. Yeah, for sure. So it this next part of the show, I kind of leave open for the bands to plug anything they want, throw any type of shout outs. Uh, I've had people plug uh, uh, plug and throw shout outs to local businesses or or, or whatever family members, whatever. I'm gonna link to your guys's music uh, in the show notes, but you can talk about your music if you got something coming up or anything like that. So um, go ahead and uh, have at it, bud. This is all for you guys. Well. Well, I don't even know if Dylan wants me saying anything, but we are going to re-release our demo, re-recorded with some new songs in the coming few months, few months here. I feel like if I say it now, it'll really give us a kick in the ass to actually do it. <laughs> Either we won't end up releasing it until like the middle of next year. Yeah. One of the two things will definitely happen. happen. <laughs> We're on all social medias. I don't like anybody. I'm not going to shout out anybody. What? <laughs> no. uh, I like this podcast, though. I have listened to just about every episode you have. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. I want to shout out <laughs> Pro Wrestling. <laughs> um, Hurricane High Gravity. Hurricane High Gravity. The entire Nintendo DS family. <laughs> of uh, My cat, Blue. Um, I don't know. We're, we're going to be, uh, we've got a run coming up here in a couple days with our friends and close to most. We'll be hitting like Minneapolis and Fargo and stuff. I think by the time this airs, we might've already done that. So Probably. you have it. <laughs> uh, otherwise we're going down to like Texas and Tennessee and some other places in October. Uh, I think we're doing a run with our friends in Harper's Jar for Minneapolis at the end of the year. So, I mean, really, like, the next six to six or so months, for the most part, it's just going to be us trying to get out of town and play as many shows as possible before it's too snowy to move. And then we're putting out some music. And then more music. That's always good to hear. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, close out with this last song, uh, True American. Do you want to give us, uh, once again, some more background on to what True American is about? Uh, that one's me kind of attacking every side of politics, left and right. Everybody's a little stupid <laughs> in their own way. And uh, really all the people on the Internet who aren't making a difference just complaining for the sake of complaining. Yeah. Just trying to let them know that if you want to make a difference, you got to actually go out and do something. Not be on Facebook and all that. You're posting those, uh, those angry, especially like the, the right wingy memes where they're like super aggressive and like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, the right wingy people don't need to make a difference. They can just, yeah, they they can just they can go away <laughs> if they want. Like, but just to, like take a nap or like a Xanax <laughs> or something. Also, the the music video actually only happened because our uh, buddy Mike was supposed to take pictures of us at this show, and he just took videos instead, and then came up to me at the end of the night, and he's like, "Oh man, I think I got enough for a music video," and didn't think much <laughs> of it. And then he's like, can you send us a song? And 
that originally wasn't even the song we wanted to do a video for. It was like, here, you know, see if it worked. And then he just completed the whole thing. And we were like, oh, we wanted it for this song. He's like, mm, I already put a lot of work into this. You guys got to put it out. So it's the first ever music video. Well, there you go. I mean, it, it, it's better than uh, nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, this is going to be True American by Tapwater Shirt. everybody enjoyed my little chit chat with dylan and austin from tap water shrimp it was really fun it was really a a short interview which is kind of nice today because i was up super late last night uh, working with my band and making sure that everybody from the bar got home safe because uh well i play dd because i don't drink so it's really uh, nice because I didn't have to uh, <laughs> and I wasn't listening to somebody talk for 15 minutes and I was kind of worried about falling asleep so it was it was really nice timing to have somebody like this on here but it, I don't think that they necessarily sacrificed any quality of their answers with uh, how concise they actually were it was pretty funny it was pretty comical to see that you, you know you got a punk band on here and their answers are what you would think that the stereotypical punk band would say you know i just had this thought and then we wrote the song in five minutes and i don't really know what the lyrics are about but we scream a lot it's it, it's great it was, I, I couldn't have asked for uh, a, a better interview today so i really enjoy the the idea of a campfire punk you know and when i listen to it I'm 
when I listen to the songs, I, I'm thinking about the fact that somebody could be playing these songs with an acoustic guitar and a cajon around a campfire, and it would be fun and entertaining. You know, you're listening to this kind of music and, and telling some stories. So it was really awesome. I, I really enjoyed chatting with these guys. And uh, so if you get a chance to go check them out, uh, contribute, buy some of their music. And it sounds like they tour quite a bit. So if they're coming through an area near you, go out and uh, check them out. Seems like it would be a pretty feel good time. Next time on the show, we're going to have a pop rock, pop punk band from Long Island, New York. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please like, share and subscribe. Plus, you can give us a five star review. I've included links to the band's pages and their music in the show notes. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at NoisemakerPod at gmail.com. Until next time, don't stop following your dreams.